Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Wes. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. This is the podcast where we watch movies that are available on streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene. Yep. You can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to give us a review and message us with any movie suggestions you might have. So we are starting off with uh, our first movie. It's February. You would think, oh, we'll just do a bunch of love movies. Well, we're not going to do that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So what we decided to do was two movies where love goes wrong and then two, you know, romantic movies. Yep. So we are starting off uh, February with Unfaithful. Buckle yourselves in. I know, right? This is going to be rough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just a heads up. Right? (laughs) So, do you have the uh, synopsis? I do. I have have a... (laughs) I just want to share this real quick. I'm going to read the short one. Okay. I want to share this long one real quick. Not the whole thing. It's like super long. But this one sentence kind of caught my attention. Um, (laughs) She and Paul embark on a passionate affair punctuated with light S&M. That, I mean, that like stood out to me. It's kind of true. I, I just mean, wanted to read that real quick. It's it's a really long synopsis. Yeah, <laughs> like very long. I'm just gonna go to the short and simple one. Okay. A New York suburban couple's marriage goes dangerously awry when the wife indulges in an adulterous fling. Short, sweet, to the point. Not That's this true. Big long <laughs> essay. Nice of a synopsis. I wish I. I mean, had. it's. You know, I wish I was able to write essays like that in high school. <laughs> Would have been more interesting. Book reports on uh, yeah, <laughs> Grey, uh, uh, not Grey's Anatomy. Um, Unfaithful. No, what's that? What's that book with the something gray? Oh, uh, Fifty Shades. Yeah, Fifty of Shades gray. of Grey. Book reports on that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Alrighty, but that's it. All right. Well, uh, let's just jump on in then. So. We open up, um, there's, sh- there's a couple of scenes where we see like a really nice suburban house. We see a nice lake. Yep. Um, we see a lot of wind. Yeah, it's an extremely windy day. It is. But these people live in what looks to be like a kind of a pretty affluent sort of yeah. New York suburb. Yeah, it is. Just really rich. They Their house appears to be on quite a bit of land. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like tons of land, but right. they've got a decent yard. Yeah. And so uh, we're introduced first to the wife and mom, and yep. uh, played by Diane Lane. And it's Con- her name is Connie Sumner. And uh, her son is laying on the ground playing a video game. Yeah. And she's, you know, <laughs> she's asking, you know, that's not the one where, you know, you blow things up, is it? And he, like, lies and says no. When no, she... but he goes to making explosion noises with yeah, his mouth immediately. Exactly. <laughs> so. Typical you... little kid. Exactly. So um, from there, we're introduced to Edward, uh, the husband. Yep. And he comes in, and his son, all he wants to do is impress his dad. And he's like, hey, dad, you know, look what I can do. I've been practicing. Right. And he does the arm fart thing yeah. with his arms. Yeah, and Connie kind of scolds him. He's like, I wish you'd never taught him that. Right. And he's just like, well, I didn't, you know, it wasn't me. Yeah, you know? it clearly was. It was. <laughs> 
Um, and then Edward uh, goes to sit down and he's watching something on the news. And apparently it was about some house or something that they had wanted to purchase. It was actually, it was a stock option. Oh, okay. It was a, a company, um, some, and I forget what he said it was. Yeah. But it was a piece of stock and he said, hey, Con, remember when such and such stock was up? Right. And I said that we should buy some. And you said no. Yeah, you said no. And he said the price then was, I think he said it was like 61 or something a share. Yeah. And then uh, right now, I guess the stock, he, he said um, it was 74, I believe. Yeah. and he Which was, is a pretty decent yeah. jump. I mean, if you buy a lot, enough of that, your return is right. huge. And so, meanwhile, he's talking about that stuff. She's trying to get the kid ready for school. We need to talk about how stupid this kid is. (laughs) Okay? I've never been an eight, almost nine-year-old boy. But in the scene, she, you know, basically makes him go in and brush his teeth. And she brushes him for him because she knows, like, he (laughs) lied and didn't do it. That's not the part I have a problem with. Kids do that kind of crap all the time. The part I have an issue with is he's, you know, the kid is peeing and she tells him, she's like, you know, put the toilet seat down when you're done. Yeah. He puts, he puts it, it down, down mid. in midstream. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I've never been a boy, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that if you were that age and your mom said to do that, you would know, oh, I should do it after I'm done peeing. Well, I don't know. I was kind of thinking that too, but... Little boys, especially if they got ADHD or something like that. <laughs> I guess. A lot of the times they put the, the horse, the cart before the horse. and uh, All right. Well, now I'm just you'll... disappointed. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just kidding. I could actually see a little boy. I don't know, you know, age-wise, if, if nine years old they would do that, but I could actually see that happening. I could see, like, a five-year-old doing that. Yeah. It's like, hey, put that seat down, and then the kid's mind, they're like, well, oh, they want me to put it down right now, I guess. And so they just put it down. It's like, well, oh. now there's pee all over the bedroom, bathroom. Thank you. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, so that happens. And at this point, you know, she's kind of trying to get the husband out, uh, you know, for work and the son out for school. Right. And, you know, she... Uh, he tells her, you know, he's like, basically, you don't need to, you know, don't go into the city today. It's so windy out. Yeah. And she's like, you know, well, she's like, I got to pick some stuff up for uh, this auction yeah. that I'm running. Yeah. And, you know, a certain someone has a birthday next week, you know, meaning, of course, the kid. Right. And then at that point, the kid is, you know, point, like letting her know, like, what jersey he wants for his birthday. And she makes, you know, the joke like, oh, that that's on the Yankees, right? And um, the yeah. dad the dad and the son are out there, you know, walking to the car. And, you know, the kid's like, oh, she's driving me bonkers. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so, sure enough, it's windy as F outside. Exactly. It's, it's an extremely windy. I mean, we don't live up north, so I don't know. Maybe right. wind does get like this from time to time. But I've I've never unless a storm is blowing right. through I've never seen wind like that down here exactly but so the dad leaves and he's taking the kid to school mm-hmm. and she's getting ready for her day and the next scene we see with her is she's sitting on her train riding into the city apparently everyone yeah, every, yeah. apparently everybody but her reads the newspaper I guess on the train I, I don't suppose know. <laughs> whenever you become a New Yorker like I guess like. 
there's like a New Yorker's civilians kit that maybe are handed out, and I think the New York Post or something must be like a mandatory, you know, thing right. you're just issued. I guess. Because <laughs> everybody had a newspaper in their hand yeah. but her. Right. And she gets off the, the train, and this whole scene is... Her following trying, her through the city with this right. wind. She's carrying bags and trying to make it back to mm-hmm. get a taxi. Yep. And just, okay, she knew the wind was bad that day. <laughs> yeah. Why would she wore a, long, a long-ish a long skirt? It was right. just above the knee, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, it's common knowledge, I would imagine, that wind... Plus dresses or skirts yeah. equals a bad idea. Exactly. Like why? Because she's like fighting and tugging at the mm-hmm. skirt and trying to hold it down. It's like pants. <laughs> right. Pants. Exactly. Jeans. Slacks. Right. Khakis. Something. <laughs> anything. Exactly. So yeah, for like this scene, yeah, it's just showing her struggling with all these bags, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, she ends up, you know, outside of this building well, she's trying to hail a cab. Right. And the wind actually ends up knocking her over. Right. And yes. When and, uh, when that happens, we see this one guy and he's got like a shit ton of books, which I mean, have you ever heard of a bag? Right. Like he's put carrying them, so many books. He has to like put his chin on the top yeah. of them as he's carrying them. And so, you know, the wind knocks her over. It actually sort of knocks him, and of course, his books go everywhere. Right. And, you know. His books are all over the place, and mm-hmm. her bags are all over the place. She's she's scattering around trying to pick up his books. He's trying to pick up her bags. Right, because they had stuff and for, like, the kids' birthday exactly. or whatever in them. But They're, like, apologizing to yeah. each other while also cursing under their breath. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's he notices at this point... That she's got a nasty scrape on her legs yeah. because she'd fallen. Right. And she asks him to hail her a cab. Right. So he, he goes tries. to try to hail one, but they're already in service. They're taken. Yeah. Um, and and so he decides that he's going to invite, not invite her up yet, but he's going to offer her a band-aid. Right. For her leg. Her leg, yeah. And she, she agrees. And then this is when he throws out, hey, you can just. Come on up and I'll give you the band-aid and you can go or you can have some coffee or tea or whatever. Right. And she looks around and uh, like he kind of throws out, I promise I'm not an axe murderer. Which that's exactly what an axe murderer would say. Right. I'm just saying. Exactly. And at this time she sees a taxi start to drive by and the light is on, Mm -hmm. which means it's open, it's available. Somebody can hail it if they want it. Yep. And she just lets it drive on by and Uh she looks up at him and agrees to... Follow mm-hmm. him inside. Big mistake. Yep. <laughs> so they go inside and, you know, first thing that, you know, happens is is that the uh, crappy elevator is down again. Yes. So This becomes an important plot device later. It does. So, you know, they end up going up the stairs and stuff and, you know, she goes into his apartment and it's a massive apartment. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's, it's really huge. nice. I, you know... I give the little man ho that. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like so many books and stuff like that. mm -hmm. And so, you know, she asks, you know, are you a writer? And he's like, no, you know, I'm a bookseller. Um, Yeah, he's he's, like a book broker or seller. Yeah. Yeah. He he buys books. He tries to get them on the cheap and then he sells them Mm -hmm. to the collectors. Right. Because he tries to find the rare, the first editions, the really old books that people want. Right. 
And so, you know, she asks, you know, if she can use the bathroom or whatever. And uh, he tells her, you know, where it is. Yeah. He's like, you know, oh, he's like, if you want, you know, uh, the medicine uh, cabinet is also in there if you want to look at my meds, which is yeah. like, okay, yeah. whatever. I don't really want to. I don't even want to be in here. So, mm-hmm. okay. So, so yeah. But yeah, she goes into the bathroom and he starts to make some coffee. And um, yeah, she actually does go into the medicine cabinet. Oh, yeah. She's digging around and she mm-hmm. knocks some aspirins into the toilet bowl. Yeah. Which, which I would have left in there and been like, hey, sorry, sorry, you told me yeah. to go through the medicine cabinet. I did. And I knocked aspirins in the toilet bowl. Yeah. It's like pick up another bottle. Yeah. Here's it's, a here's a couple bucks. You can buy yeah. you a new one. Instead, <laughs> no, she washes off the bottle and puts it back, which is yeah. gross. Yeah. And it just shows her, you know, she's trying to put, you know, some Band-Aids on and stuff like that. Yeah. And, All while, you know, you see mm-hmm. him brewing, brewing coffee or tea. I it? don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. But he, he's he's brewing the tea or coffee for right. her. And uh, she comes out of the bathroom and uh, he's got the, you know, the little cup and stuff ready for her. And... uh He's already made himself comfortable. He's got mm-hmm. his, you know, black t-shirt, undershirt on, and his blue jeans, and he's, you know, trying to look as suave and debonair as he possibly can. <laughs> right. Suave and debonair. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm using big words today. You are. <laughs> and so she notices, she's just kind of looking around and notices he's got a boxing bag in his deal yeah. in his apartment and they're just like, kind of oh, making yeah. you know small talk yeah just making point. small talk and stuff and it's revealed that it's not really his apartment it's a friend's apartment mm-hmm. he says and they just let him live there and and do his book brokering out of Which there that must be nice i know right <laughs> so she then asks to use his phone so she can call home right she speaks to her housekeeper or her um, nanny, I think, yeah. is actually what she is. And then she talks to her son. Yeah. He's you know, and... like, I'm going to be late. I missed my train. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'll be home. You know, I think she gave like an hour or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, and she hangs up the phone. Or, well, just just as she's about to hang up the phone, he actually walks up. And he's got an ice pack and he in his hand. He puts just puts it, it on uh, her leg. Yeah. Like... Back off, dude. Yeah, exactly. So he puts it on her leg and then grabs her hand and mm-hmm. makes her put her hand on her ice pack deal. Um, and phone calls, you know, over. And she gets up and uh, decides, you know, it's it's about time to kind of, you know, say her goodbyes. You know, right. she needs to get out of there. And before she goes, he tells her to pick out a book. Yeah. And tells her a specific aisle and a specific book. <sighs> and to open it to a very specific passage. Good lord. I, like, you know, it was a specific page. And so, and then he tells her to read it. And so she reads it out loud. Mm-hmm. And then he finishes, like, the last five, you know, words yeah. or something like that. And I should have wrote that. it down. It was so cheesy. It was cheesy as hell. It's clear he's used that line. Oh, for sure. On several women before he He had. probably has more than one copy of that book. And it's just like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. take this with you. Yeah, it's probably his go-to book for mm-hmm. seducing chicks, basically. Right. And so. so, yeah, he tells her, you know, keep it. And so, you know, she does and she, you know, thanks him and then she leaves. Yep. And so, you know, she gets back to the house and the kid is like super interested in this cut that she has on her leg. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's kind of a tip. I never quite was super interested in like scrapes and scars Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. 
But there are little boys that are, I guess, and he must be one of them. I guess. So he picks out his Polaroid because he's going to snap a pic of it and pose for the, you know, pretend like you're in a lot of pain. Right. So she does. And um, right about this time is when the husband comes home. And the kid's making a big deal about it, you know, and shows him the pictures. And he's like, yeah, you know, the wind knocked mom down and... You know, she hurt herself and everything. And at this point, they're like in the bedroom or whatever. Right. And he makes a joke about, you know, anybody that we can sue is is what he asks. Exactly. You know, it's like a joke or whatever. He even, he even kind of comes back and asks, you know, about the guy who helped her. Like, was he handsome? Yeah. She doesn't respond. Well, which... she first tells him about, you know, well, there was a guy, you know, that helped me or whatever. And then that's whenever oh, he that's asks, right. you know, well, was he I handsome? I kind of got a head, yeah. And yeah, she didn't say anything, which that means that yes, yes, he was. <laughs> yes. So. And so then he tells... He tells her then that to go ahead and, you know, ask for his name. He's like, mm-hmm. well, we can send him a bottle of wine as a thank you for helping you. A cheap He's bottle He's like, but make it wine. a cheap one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then we see that it's later that night and she's putting away this book that this guy gave her. And she's mm-hmm. doing it, like, very lovingly, you know. Mm-hmm. She's just really slowly sliding it into the little bookshelf thing with one finger and just kind of looks at it real longingly or right. whatever. Right. And she then goes to bed, goes to the bedroom where the husband is, and he's he's messing with been, the camcorder. Yeah, he must have just bought this new camcorder, and uh, he's playing with it, reading the instructions. He's got it recording, and she's you know mm-hmm. climbing in the bed. It's becoming an intimate moment and stuff. Yeah, I mean she's got like her negligee and stuff on. Yeah, and yeah, it's you can tell they were about to bang. Um, but, you know, <laughs> yes. like, they're, you know, kissing and stuff, and he's feeling on her. Yeah. And they're, you know, getting into it. And then they get cock-blocked by the kid. <laughs> yes. He calls for the mom. Yeah. Um, or the dad. He no, just calls dad. for the parents. Pe- yeah. Okay. And, I um, can't sleep. Well, too yeah. damn bad. We're about to get it in. So yes. figure it out. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yes. And... So he tells the wife, he's like, well, hang, hang on, I'll be right back. Yeah, don't fall asleep. So he gets up and he goes. Right. And, it, and the scene just fades. It cuts away from mm-hmm. there. And we see now it's the next morning. Um, and uh, we see the son and the husband, you know, they're getting ready to leave as usual. And uh, the wife is, after they leave, she's getting ready for her day as well. Right. Um, But she stops in the hallway and she picks out that book again. She kind of glancing through it and this little card thing falls out mm-hmm. and it's got this guy's name and phone number how and con- i think address too it's like how convenient i yeah. mean she obviously knew where he like lived and stuff well that's but... true she could have just gone back there by memory yeah. and asked for him but, but she didn't know his phone number right it's like yeah how convenient is that yeah i'm telling you that's that's <laughs> he has done that multiple times right he's probably got that down to a science mm-hmm She's looking at that card, and then she kind of looks over, and the dog's giving her a look. Oh, yeah. It's like the dog knows what's up. I know, right? The dog says, no, 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 no. Keep your little pants on and stay here, basically. But we see the next scene. She's on a train, and she's going to the city again. Yep. Um, And, you know, we see her walking through the subway, and... She walks past some payphones, but then kind of quickly walks back to him. Yeah. And she puts a quarter in, and she almost dials his number. And she changes her mind and hits the coin return to get her quarter back. 
and she stands there for a minute, and then she commits. She puts mm-hmm. the quarter in, dials the guy's number, it rings, and it's his answering machine that picks up first. Yeah. She's leaving a message, and then in the middle of all that... He picks up. He picks up. Right. She's like, oh, hey, hi, you know, this is, you know, Connie from the other day. And he's like, oh, yes, you know, how are you doing? And, and yeah. it's flirty small talk and stuff mm-hmm. between the two of them. And she's kind of like giggling like a schoolgirl yeah. almost talking to her crush on the phone. Right. Because he mentions that she should drop by and they'll have coffee. And she's got and a she's cup got a, of coffee Yeah, in she's her got hand. a cup of coffee in her hand. Yeah. She looks at it and she kind of smiles and puts it on top of the mm-hmm. payphones and... She's like, oh, I shouldn't, and but eventually she agrees. And so we see the next scene. She's walking up the stairs to his apartment, and he opens the door, greets her in the hallway, and they have a little joke between the two of them about insurance. And right. He eventually lets her in. Now with her inside the apartment, they're just they're making kind of flirty small talk again yeah um they're discussing a book that he had found and he's all excited about it because he picked it up for i think he said like a dollar fifty or something like that and she's like well how much is it worth and he's like it's worth at least four thousand times more shit it's like well that's (laughs) like the find of a lifetime Mm -hmm. and uh so then she kind of you know looks around at some other books and he's like oh those are all in french and she kind of makes a remark that she took some French in school. Yeah. And so he says a phrase to her in French. And she looks at him like kind of shocked. He's like, you want me to take my clothes off? <laughs> and he's like, no, your jacket. Yeah. And so he helps her take her jacket off. And it's a and sexy moment. Yeah. He brushes her neck with his hand, you know, by accident mm-hmm. while he's helping her and puts the jacket away. And... um they're walking around, and he shows her a book in Braille. Yeah. He basically, he grabs her hand and places her hand on the book and tells yeah. her to close her eyes. And starts running her hand real slowly across the dots. And he tells her what what is being said or right. whatever. And it's something, it supposedly reads, I don't like it when my mom cooks chicken because I always me... cough. She yeah. forgets to take off feathers, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And she's like, oh, that's not what it says. And he closes the book to reveal the cover Mm -hmm. of it and says, the joy of cooking. Right. So, you know, likely it probably had a little anecdote like that. Probably, yeah. And so she kind of has, you know, they have this little flirty little moment together where they're Mm -hmm. smiling and holding hands. And she has a sort of, I guess, a moment of clarity of what she's, like, doing. Yeah. But she should have never gone back there a second time anyway. Exactly. But she then excuses herself and leaves and leaves her tea and coffee, whatever, behind. Mm -hmm. And from there, she basically must have just ran straight to a store to buy a gift for her husband. Mm -hmm. Like a, you know, hey, I'm sorry I almost cheated cheated (laughs) on you sort of gift. Right. And surprises him at work. Yeah. Just out of the blue. Like she, like apparently never does this because he is shocked that Mm -hmm. she's there. Right. Yeah. So they're, you know, in his office... And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I got you something. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, well, what do you, what do you mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, apparently she never does that. Right. She's and it's like, a pretty nice looking little blue sweater, yeah. you know. And apparently this guy loves sweaters, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's about Every all he wears. Every scene he's in, he was wearing a sweater. Pretty sure it was the same sweater, just different colors. Probably. But <laughs> anyway, he got, yeah, she got him a really nice blue sweater. And, you know, he 
puts it on and she keeps telling him, oh, you don't need to put it on. And he's like, well, he's like, I'm the boss. I'll, you know, it's right. I'll do it whenever I want. I'm the boss. I'll do what I want to. And he bought it for me. So I want to try it on anyway. Right. So, yeah, he uh, tries it on. Well, then, of course, you know, he gets a phone call and it's back to business. Yeah. Um, And it's not like he's being a jerk about it. Like, he is on the clock and he is the boss of this company. Right. It's an armored vehicle Vehicle, company. You know, like like you see, you know, the Brinks and and Mm -hmm. Dunbar and stuff. They're going from bank to bank or store to store delivering cash and whatnot. Real quick, I think we were also introduced to Bill, who... Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. We were. I'm sorry. It's okay. He was, um, I believe he was actually in the office. He was, yeah. Just as she was walking in, and, you know, they exchanged, exchanged little pleasantries, you know, mm-hmm. oh, hi, Bill, how are you doing? And yeah. she's like, oh, I'm doing fine. Because Bill becomes important kind of later. He does. He's so. he's a work friend of Edward's, yeah. basically. He manages the truck shop, mm-hmm. the fleet truck shop where they work on and repair these vehicles that they operate and that's actually what he gets a phone call about is apparently like you know there's a certain amount of trucks that aren't working right now which is a problem yeah and so we have this scene where he gets this phone call and she's saying you know oh i should go right he's like you know saying real quietly under his breath no 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 just sit down it's fine and she sits down and he's talking business on the phone not being rude you know he has to conduct some business but she's sitting there with this look on her face like she's some sort of to me it came across like she was feeling like some sort of neglected yeah you know ignored housewife (laughs) or something but she's probably only feeling like that because she just came from some dude's house that she almost went to bed with right and so after the phone call is over she gets up and she makes her you know, goodbyes. She gets up and yeah. cuts the little tag off the back of his new sweater, mm-hmm. and you know, tells him to have a good day. And they they have another hug, and then we see it's the nighttime when they it's after dinner. She's doing dishes, yeah, and she's just kind of staring off into space, just yeah. really slowly washing the same dish over and over. And the husband comes in and kind of walks behind her, and. He kind of wants to try to get her attention. Yeah. And you can tell she knows he's standing behind her, but she's ignoring him. Mm Mm-hmm. So he walks away kind of feeling like, well, I don't know what's wrong with her, but... Yeah. I guess I (laughs) should I tried. Yeah, I tried. And so she just goes back to her daydreaming after he walks away. Yep. And now we cut to the next day, and we see that... She just shows up. Like, the scene fades from her... The camera is a close-up on her face. She's washing the dishes. Yep. And it doesn't really, like, fade to black or anything. It just cuts to the next day, and we see her face again as a Mm close-up. But she's standing on the other side of the door of her new booze apartment. Yeah. And... I believe she has a bag of muffins. Yeah, she's got, like, a bag of muffins with her, and she walks in... And, you know, he's, you know, got some music going on in the background. And she's like, oh, what is this? I really like it. And they're making, you know, small talk. Right. And they start, they go to dancing. You know, he you know yeah. takes her and they, you know, put their arms around each other and they start slow dancing. Mm-hmm. And she drops the muffin bag on the floor. And he's using the 
cheesy eye pickup line. He's yeah. like, your eyes are so beautiful. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, you should never close your eyes and hide those, <laughs> even when you go to sleep. Oh, it's God. like, okay, whatever, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just never go to sleep and go insane. Sure, right. why not? Right. So... So they're sitting there dancing, and again, she has just small little moment of yeah. kind of, what am I doing? This it, is a mistake. Yep. And she even says that. This is a mistake. Yeah. And he uses another stupid line on her. It's like, there are no mistakes. There are only really? things you do and things you don't do. Yeah, it's like, okay. It's like, no, there are such things as yeah, mistakes. exactly. Like this right here. This is a mistake that's happening right. right now. And I think at that point, she actually does stop him, and she goes to leave. Yeah, she does. She goes to leave. And... She makes it, I'm trying to think if she makes it out the door. I th- no, she doesn't. She's no. still in the apartment, but he basically throws himself at her. Well, but she's like, ah, oh, she's like, I forgot my coat. And then that's whenever he picks her up. Yeah, he like runs and tackles her, basically. Yeah. And like goes to town on her. Yeah. He's like kissing her and rubbing her and touching her and all that good jazz. Can I just say like this sex scene looks scary as F? Yeah, it's like, very uncomfortable. I, it is, because <laughs> it's like, I, we won't go into like too many specifics like when it comes to the sex scenes, but exactly. for this specific one, so she's like laying there, and I mean, she's like visibly shaking. Right. But it's not like a, ooh, I'm really into this. It's more of like a, <laughs> right? I'm like freaked out and scared. Yeah, she's like scared, and she keeps like even like pushing his hands yeah. away. Yeah. You know, and stuff whenever he starts trying to do certain things and, and doing stuff, right? And then at one point he gets on top of her, yeah, and he tells her, "Slap me." That's the weird mm-hmm. part. Well, everything was weird about that whole thing, but that was one of the weirdest parts to me. Yeah, because she, she did like he asked, and then they both just go to town on each other, yeah. like slapping and hitting into each other and right. stuff. And he's and like so, pinning her down and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so, but there's like. For this scene, it goes between her on the train, mm-hmm. and she's sitting on the train, and it flashes to, like, these certain couple of scenes. Right. We just keep seeing her on the train. It's the train ride of shame, basically. It is. The train ride we of shame. We see her on the train, and she keeps getting these looks on her faces. Mm-hmm. On her faces, I'm sorry. She keeps getting these looks on her face. Right. Of either kind of back and forth between regret and fear and excitement yeah. and happiness and then back to like, you know, what did I just do? Exactly. And, and so it keeps flashing back and forth between the sex scene and the train ride right. scene until finally this older lady comes out of the bathroom that's on this train and then she gets up and runs into the bathroom <laughs> to like wash off. Is she Yeah, to wash herself out. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. One thing I noticed about this scene was the bathroom on the train is like i've been on a train a couple of times and yeah they can be a little kind of wobbly and shaky but is it really that bad in a bathroom like everything (laughs) it was like someone was picking up the train and like shaking it right like a giant had picked the train off the track and was just violently shaking the thing (laughs) because water sloshing in the sink there's this thing that's hanging on the wall that's pivoting and keeps like yeah almost going in circles basically so anyway she finishes up her business there in the bathroom and we see her train arrives at the station 
And it kind of has this little fade moment where you see the people getting off of her train and they fade Mm -hmm. away. And you see the train fade away as well, followed by the husband's train coming into the station. And all these people coming out of the train. Yeah. So you see the husband walking in with Bill. And, um, was that? Yeah, that was Bill. He's walking with Bill back to their cars and he's discussing. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, watch out for Connie. She's going to hit you up for some cash or something for your auction. You may have to put a second mortgage out on your home. It actually wasn't Bill. It was some oh, I'm other sorry. it was other like some other like non oh, important character. I'm sorry. My mistake. But it, he's yeah. having it cuz he knows this guy apparently. Yeah, he does. He's telling him to watch out. And the guy's like, "She didn't What do you mean up. she hasn't talked to me?" Yeah. yeah. And he's like, but she told me she's been talking to you, trying to get money. And he's like, she hasn't been talking to me Maybe unless she... she talked to my wife and right. she didn't tell me yet. And uh, the husband kind of is like, huh. Yeah. And sort of not really brushes it off. He, You he, can tell he's he really note. intrigued and just kind of keeps it in his yeah, mind. He yeah. makes note of that. Like, huh, weird. So, so we go back to home, and we see the husband. It's kind of late at night. He must have some paperwork he's got to catch up on. Yeah. Because he's sitting at his desk, and he's doing a bunch of paperwork at home. And the wife, Connie, walks in, and he straight up asks her, do you still love me? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, are you crazy? You know, that's a silly question to right. ask me. Of course I do. Right. And she's like, are you feeling okay? And he's like, oh, I'm just going through some things. It's, that's all. Yeah. And... uh she goes to leave the bedroom, and she actually turns the lights out on him while he's working. Yeah, and she's like, and oh, then, sorry. Yeah, flips him back on. Is like... Really? It's like yeah, I, you it's are like so I... distracted with your boo and trying mm-hmm. to convince your husband you still love him. That exactly. You freaking don't even know what you're doing anymore. <laughs> I probably... I probably cursed at the TV most during this movie than most movies I've ever watched. I think you did. <laughs> so You were not a fan. I was not a fan of this movie. Zero stars. Zero stars? Okay. <laughs> and now we just cut to this montage of scenes. It's all we sex see, scenes. Yes. We They're... keep seeing her living a lie with her new boo. Yeah. And them doing what they do. I like how you keep calling him a boo. Yeah. <laughs> it's the nicest thing I can call him, really. Yeah. And then we see her also trying to keep living her normal life with her family. It's her son's birthday. Mm-hmm. We see her having fun with her kid and just doing a bunch of family stuff together. And then we switch to her banging the dude. Yeah, and then we kind of cut to her and her new boo guy eating lunch together. Yeah. And she's saying we shouldn't be out together like this. Right. And he actually kind of makes a good point. He's like, we're we've just done way lunch. worse things than this, yeah. basically, what well, he he's says. like, why? He's like, we're just eating lunch. Yeah. You know? And uh, and so at this point, you know, you can tell she's uncomfortable. She wants to go. Yeah. And he notices that there's two guys at this one table. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, he's like, if the guy, you know, they're, they're seen arguing over who's going to pay the bill. Right. And... He's like, okay, if the guy on the, you know, I can't remember, right, left, whatever, if this guy yeah. pays the bill, we'll go. If this other guy pays the bill, we we stay. Yeah, and I kiss you. And I kiss you. Yeah. And you can tell she doesn't want that to happen. Exactly. Because um, they're out in public. It's yeah. like the affair could be exposed super easily. Exactly. Just by their being together out there like that. But at the same time, it's like, it's New York City. Like, what really are the chances 
Well, I mean, that's true, but they could be eating pretty close to maybe her husband's work or something. Maybe. Possibly. Well, so anyway, so you see the two guys arguing back and forth. Finally, mm-hmm. the one guy, you know, goes to pay. And, oh, of course, it ends up being that they have to stay. Yep. So they lean in, they kiss, and, you know, she's laughing and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it turns out that the guy that paid is also Bill from yep. the office. Yep. And, and he so, turns around just in time mm-hmm. to see this new guy go in and kiss and putting his hands all over. Yeah, uh, Connie. Um, Connie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of, you see him almost kind of shake it off. Kind of yeah. like, no, I didn't see anything. Well, kind of, but I don't know. I think he just sort of stored it in his mind more or less. Yeah. Like, sort of like, okay, I don't know what the heck to do with this information. Because mm-hmm, I don't want to hurt Edward Yeah, with this kind of information. So, I think he brushes it off in the sense of, I can't tell him about this because yeah. then I'm the bad guy who right. exposes all of this. But right. at the same time, I can't not say something. Yeah, it's like I didn't, you know, it's like I saw what I saw. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's. Yeah. It's, it's. Just all the way around annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we go back home and we see Connie and she's in the bath with her candles. Oh, by the way, there's one thing that is important because of what she does here soon. During this, that montage that okay. we talked about earlier. Yep. In one of the sex scenes between her and this boy. <laughs> he's not a boy. He's a jerk. Between he's a this jerk, guy, he's not a boy. Between her and this guy, he she's laying asleep in his bed, and he's got he, a sharpie, and he draws an arrow that mm, points down, down there, and, downstairs. You know, draws a little flower around it. Which, if you had done that to me, I would have felt that shit. Right? That <laughs> would tickle exactly, and, and it would be cold too. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. So, so she's in the bath. Yeah. So and now she's in the bath and somehow she didn't, she apparently A, didn't feel it. B, I don't know how she right? didn't notice She this. hasn't noticed it at all. Yeah. I mean, some time has gone by and she surely would have at least gone to the restroom at right. some point. Exactly. I mean, it's not hard to see it. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so she's in the tub, like you said, with her music and her candles and stuff. And uh-huh. she's, you know, bathing. Yep. And then that, she does. She looks down and she notices it and she's just like, oh, you know, and so she's. she's like, oh no, she's like scrubbing, scrubbing real hard scrubbing, with a scrubbing. washcloth and stuff. And then it at this Comes off somewhat, but not yeah. all the way. But and then at this point, Edward comes in and he asks if he could join. Right, and she's like, you know, yeah, of course. So you see him, and he slips into the tub with her. Yeah, must be a big tub, by the way. It, it looked like a pretty deep I tub. Mean, they are two least. fully grown adults. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like I wish I had a tub. I can big. barely fit in a tub by myself. I like, know. <laughs> in the winter time, I like to soak in a tub sometimes because it helps. With your with back. With the back. And mm-hmm. sometimes my back gets sore and stuff after work or like my shoulders or arms. It just kind of helps relax yeah. your muscles and whatnot. And it's like you barely fit in the tub I by know. yourself. I can only imagine. Right. If there were two people in there. Well, and so anyway, he, it's obvious that Edward is trying to get romantic. Yeah. You know, he, you know, starts to kiss her. Right. And he's all like grabbing onto her legs Mm -hmm. and like massaging her legs and whatnot. Right. 
And then at this point, though, she's like, I'm, I'm cold. She's like, I'm yeah, she's get like, out. I'm cold. Stop. Like, you're cold. You're in the bath. I'm pretty sure you made tub. sure the water was hot before yeah. you got in, by the exactly. way. Exactly. But so, she's making every excuse in the world mm-hmm. to not go to bed with her husband. Exactly. So, you know, she gets up, puts her uh, robe and stuff on and leaves him in the tub. Yeah. And we cut from there and it fades into the next day. And uh, we see both her and her husband kind of getting ready for the day. And every morning she sets her clothes out for that day that she's going to wear. Right. Shoes, the dress, or the mm-hmm. or the pants, or whatever she's going to wear. And she's got this kind of really sort of sexy looking, I don't know if it's a dress or if it's like a little negligee thing set Yeah, out. I'm not sure. But it's really kind of floral and pretty, and it's got lace on it and stuff. And Edward looks at it, and he... You can tell he's like either hasn't seen that in a long time or, or he hasn't seen it before ever because right. he's like, why? Well, also, why would she be wearing that anyway yeah. to just go out for the day? It's exactly. not. But anywho, so he sees that and now he's he's kind of everything he's heard and everything he's suspected up to this point leads him to start grilling her mm-hmm. about what she's going to do for the day. Right. And then he starts asking her to meet him for lunch. And she's like, well, I don't know. Will I really be ready for lunch at 12? And it's, it's like, like, yeah, you're I know, a human I'm being. Always... You probably will be. Yeah. Depending on when you ate breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> it's noon. That's lunchtime. Yeah. It's not like he said, hey, let's go get lunch at 9 a.m. Exactly. <laughs> 9 know? or 10 o'clock or 11. AKA, Even 11 would could be a little bit Yeah, it's like a.k.a. brunch. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. So she's, she's trying, again, every excuse she can mm-hmm. find to get out of meeting her husband for an afternoon meetup. And so he even says, he's like, you know, he's like, well... I'm going to just, you know, I'll just wait here until, you know, you're done getting ready. We'll just go go in together. We'll go in together. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, Well, it could take me an hour to get ready. Right. He's like, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm the boss. I can wait. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's, you know, washing her face and stuff. And then she's like, oh, she's like, well, I just remembered I have an appointment. I have a facial appointment at like George Ann's or whatever. Georgiano's, I think is what it is. It, it was an Italian yeah. sounding name. I've got, like, you know, an appointment there yeah. at 1230 for a facial. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, oh, he's like, well, he's like, you know, you got to keep yourself pretty. And, yeah, he, you know, he kind of makes a little, her, you know, mm-hmm. and at this point he just feels, yeah, defeated and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's totally been blown off mm-hmm. like multiple times. Yeah, for sure. And you see the, the next scene that he's at work. And he's doing some detective work of his own. Yeah. He calls this spa mm-hmm. and asks if there's a, an appointment for Constance Sumner, which is her full name. Right. And they say no. And he's like, well, is there a possibility she could have called and changed it for later in the day or something? Right. And Again, the answer is no. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, yeah, what the hell going on? There's something going on. Right. And it cuts to her. She's walking down the street in this neighborhood where this guy lives. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a nice looking little dress and yep. her, her little trench coat over, coat over that, because I guess it's chilly that day. Yeah. And while she's walking to this guy's apartment, she runs into two friends of hers. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, you know, it's so good to see oh, you. Oh, yeah, we haven't stuff. seen you in so long. Let's mm-hmm. go have some coffee. And she's like, no, no, I, I'm i going to be late. I've got to go look at some shutters yeah. or, or blinds, she says. Yeah. And, and they're, they're like, you're going to be late for blinds? Like, yeah, it's like, what the Come hell? have some coffee with us. You, yeah. you can look at blinds later. Yeah. And so they go to, like, this little cafe type thing. Mm-hmm. And... 
<clears throat> they're just kind of having, you know, catching up and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I believe she actually calls him. She does. She excuses yeah. herself real quick from them to go make a phone call. Right. And she calls him and is like, hey, I'm stuck in this diner with these ladies. With my friends. With my friends. And I can't get away. Can you wait for me? Yeah. And I guess he said he would wait. Mm-hmm. But instead what he does he is shows he goes up. downstairs. Yep. He shows up and the two other women notice him. And yeah. one of them makes a comment like, oh, you know, I I would, you know, basically get out of my back for him. <laughs> right, right. So, and uh, she, Connie actually... Um, excuses herself again. She excuses herself and she goes to the bathroom, mm-hmm. follows him to the bathroom for a bathroom sex yeah, scene. they bang in like, the bathroom. Just sounds gross to me. It does. But, you know, they do their thing mm-hmm. and she comes back to the table however long after. Right. Her hair's kind of a little messy. Her yeah. top button is undone on her dress. And thing. the friend even points that out. Yeah, like your button's she, yeah. undone. It's like, oh, thank you. And she buttons it mm-hmm. up. And they're like, you know, did you see that, you know, really handsome guy? And yeah. she's like, oh, I, Connie's like, I must have missed him, you mm-hmm. know. And, they point him out, and Connie looks at him, and she kind of is like, oh, yeah, he's all right, I guess. Yeah, and then that's Trying whenever... Trying to brush it off. That's whenever the one friend basically was like, yeah, I'd get onto my back for him. And the other friend is like, no, he, she's like, you know, you've got, I think she said Andy or something. Yeah, the, her kids, she points and, out. And she's like, oh, they're just my kids. They wouldn't need to know any of that anyway. And the friend, the other friend says, you know, basically we find out that the other friend had an affair at some point. Right. She's like, these things never end well. No. She's like, eventually somebody finds out and something bad happens and people get hurt. Or somebody falls in love. Or somebody falls in love. And then, you know, Connie looks at her friend, which this woman's name is Tracy. Yeah. Tracy's head is down and her face is, you know, kind of drops. She's sad. And this is when she tells them. Yeah. That... It that happened. affair was the one thing in her life that, that she, she wishes she could go back and yeah. do, not do. Yeah, that she would, do you know, again. do over and not yeah. do. And, you know, she was talking about how it was years ago and everything. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of got her, I think, also thinking a little bit. Exactly. After all that. Correct. Because the next scene, you see Connie up in the apartment with this guy again. Mm-hmm. And she's actually. She's not really actively trying to break it off. She's just mentioning. She's like, well, what if we were to stop this, you know, before somebody gets hurt? And he's like, oh, yeah, the only person who would get hurt is me if we did stop this and blah, 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 blah. And so at this point, he's taking off her shoes and stuff. And he's like, you know, well, he's like, you know, maybe we'll just get tired of each other. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I wish I would get tired. This is why I... (laughs) You know she's not trying to break That's it off true. with him. Yeah. Because, like, she lifts her arms up mm-hmm. while he takes her dress off. And then all he has to and do she's is... she's just willingly doing all this stuff while yeah. she's talking to him. Well, and then all he has to do is touch her boobs and she's good to go. Yeah. She must be, like... <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I will. I will keep that to myself. Right. Then we have yet another little sex scene with them. Mm-hmm. Um... But then we cut real quick to the husband, and he's having a meeting with the manager of his truck shop who works on all these, you know, all these uh, armored vehicles. Right. And it's revealed... Bill. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's having a meeting with Bill. And apparently word has gotten back to Edward 
that Bill has been entertaining other offers, or at least talking with other companies. Yeah, like Brinks and some of those other companies. So Edward gets, he gets angry. He's like, look, you know what? Since you're so interested in other places, then you can just go. You're fired. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a recommendation. I'll give you but, a recommendation, yeah, but you fired. have to leave. And you know, Edward is angry. He's He starts leaving, but he kind of turns back, and he's like, I've got a family. And uh, Edward says to him, well, you also had a family here. Right. He's like, this is about loyalty. Right. And Bill looks at him, he's like, you want to know, you know, it's like, you don't know the first thing about family or loyalty. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want to know what's really going on in your family? He's like, why don't you talk to your wife? Yeah. And he leaves. Yep. It's like, well, he found his moment that he could use to tell his oh, his I, friend about his uh, wife cheating on him. I, I would have been like, oh, by the way, at the very least, your wife is making out with some guy that's not you. Right. It's you like, know? you wonder where she is at mm-hmm. lunchtime? Well, this is where she's at. Yep. <laughs> And this got him thinking seriously. Yeah. Like, okay, something is probably going on. Right. So the next thing we see is he's having a meeting with a private eye. Yeah. And this is probably... You kind of get the feeling from the scene this is probably somebody he's done business with, he Mm -hmm. knows personally, or at least knows in a business sense. Right. Because he tells him, this is not business, this is personal, and Mm -hmm. you're the only man I trust to do this. Yeah. He says, I think I want you to follow my wife and see what's going on. Yep. And so it cuts from that and we cut to the house and we see the wife. She's kind of destroying dinner. Yeah, she's effing up dinner or whatever. Which is odd for her because all through this movie she makes these dinners and she makes them. Apparently she's a good cook because they are... You always see them sitting down and they're having a nice looking dinner. It's, you know, all home cooked and stuff. But she's destroying this one. Yeah. She's burning she's so, the chicken. Well, because she's the just so distracted and yeah, everything. Yeah, she's so. thinking about her new boo and what he's going to do next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, spaghetti's boiling over. Chicken's burning. The kid is yelling because the chicken is burning. And then it cuts to nighttime and... They're sitting down, they're having dinner, and there's a smoke in the air because there's a haze in the lights and stuff. Well, and she apologizes, you know, she's like, I'm sorry that it's so dry. Yeah, I'm sorry about the dry chicken, and the husband's like, oh, it's it's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah. He just kind of says it real, you know, brush brushes it off. Right, and then this is whenever he tells her, you know, I've got a meeting in Chicago tomorrow. Yeah. He's like, I'll only be gone for like a day or whatever. Yeah, she's kind of grilling for more info. Like, Mm -hmm. she wants to know when he's leaving, what time, all this good jazz. And he also tells her that he fired uh, Bill. Yeah. And um, she, you know, asked why. And he's like, well, he wasn't being, he was being, he wasn't being an account, he wasn't being accountable. Yeah, and the kid is like, is that somebody that eats somebody? Yeah, like, no, that's a cannibal. Yeah, it's like, good lord. And so the, the dad... Edward then, actually, while he's telling the son what accountability means, mm-hmm. he's looking at Connie, like, right in the eyes. Yep. And it fades from that. <laughs> it's yeah. like, man, yikes. He knows. Oh, yeah, Stop he knows. what you're doing, you fool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, while Edward is away, she's going to play. Yeah, while the cat's away, the mice will play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we Now we get this, another montage of... 
He's we see him away on business. Yep, he's in he's, his meeting. Mm-hmm, he's and distracted and we, stuff. Right, and then we see them. They're having sex in a uh, theater. Yeah, it's an empty movie theater. Yeah. But I guess good for them. At least it's empty. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. The whole... It just seems stupid. Why would you do that? I don't know. Some people like that stuff. I don't know. I know. It's weird. Anywho. Anyway, so, but the thing of it is, is as they're leaving the theater, you see the private eye taking pictures of them leaving the theater together. Yes. yes. And they're holding hands mm-hmm. and, and running and laughing and kissing right. and all that. Yep. And by the way, he's not a good P.I. That camera's He's not hiding himself very well. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's in, like, a car with pretty dark windows or something way down the street. Right. He's, like, hiding behind a window. Right. Exactly. (laughs) In the middle of the street. Right. But, and so then we also kind of see, um... We see she actually becomes kind of the worst mom ever, basically. Oh, yeah, because they, they, uh, you know... Have another bang session. Mm-hmm. And she's falling asleep she's... on top of her new boyfriend and yep. whatnot. And then and... you see the kid and he's sitting outside the school with like a teacher. Yep. And then you see her kind of like look at the watch and like, oh, you know, she freaks out, obviously. And yeah. she's rushing to get to the school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she gets there and picks the kid up. Yep. So, and uh, if I was no, a teacher, I'd be yeah. If I was a teacher, I'd be pissed. It's like really, I got other crap to right? do. Now, the instead body of language, watch your damn kid and the look on this teacher's face is <laughs> probably me if I were it, a teacher. Oh, for sure. She looked pissed. Yeah. And when she she like didn't even like wave goodbye to the to the Connie or, or say anybody. you know have yeah. a good day or anything. She got up as soon as Connie took the kid's hand. <laughs> she about faced and walked back into the classroom to put her stuff away. <laughs> that would have been me. For that sure. would have been me. I would have been mumbling under my breath. It's like school is over at like three thirty. Okay, get right? your damn kid. I have lesson plans for the next day to put together. I gotta grade papers. I gotta cook dinner. There's a lot of stuff I have to do. Exactly. But I'm glad you can have fun and make me wait. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, anywho. <laughs> Um, and we, we see now the wife, she's, she's back home and she's kind of sitting there at the table and she's got the phone in her hand. She's trying to call this Paul guy, yeah. this, this boyfriend of hers mm-hmm. and she's crying. She's got the intention of breaking it off with him, but yeah. she's crying cause she doesn't want to. Right. And then the kid, you know, approaches and she, you know, asks like, well, I think he does, right? Yeah, he asks her why yeah. she's crying, and she's like, "Oh, mommy's just sad. It's okay." And yeah. she puts the phone down, puts and him she to goes bed. to yeah, yeah. And uh, we see now that the husband is meeting this private investigator, and he's getting the report from him. Yep, and here's and the picture. Sure enough, yep, yep, he's got he's got all the evidence he needs. Mm-hmm. Like it is all there. He should just go straight to an attorney. I know, and. Here's the evidence. Um, let's get this divorce train rolling, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but he does that's not what happens. Nope. So he takes the evidence away after the private investigator fills him in. And we see we cut to the wife and she is just driving erratically through town. It's raining and she's like she sees the sign Taking for... Taking turns, yes. Well, she sees the sign for New York City, and at that point, she decides, well, I'm going to go see my, my dude. Yeah, I need to get me some. Yeah. 
and that's she... just it. She slams into those. Uh, what are they called? Oh, I can't. But they're little flexible. They're mm-hmm. white poles. And they're little, yeah, the little flexible. If you hit ones them, they lay them. down. Yeah. But they're there as like attention getters. Like right. this lane is going this way. Yeah. Well, she slams <laughs> into those. Yep. And then you see her, and you know she is driving close to his neighborhood. Well, yep. as she's driving, she sees him with another t- uh, another chick. Yep. Exactly. And she hastily parks the car and, you know, gets out and starts kind of running through the rain or whatever. And she goes into, I think it was a bookshop, probably, right? Yes, they, uh, they're running into a bookstore. Okay, so yeah, so she, you know, basically goes into this bookstore and, you know, he's having a laughing good time with this one chick. And she just hauls off and just, like, attacks him yep. from behind. Oh, yeah. I mean, because she's pissed, because it's like, who's this bitch? Right, and it's like, <laughs> are you really surprised? I know, right? He, so he works so hard to pick you up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's certainly, it's certainly not the first time he's done something like this. Like his moves were too rehearsed. Right, you should have known. Right, <laughs> you were probably girl number five or something. It, well, that's kind of <laughs> what she says. It's yeah. like after all that happens in the bookstore. She, they get into the elevator together, you know, mm-hmm. in his in his building. And she says, you know, so what number am I? Like five, ten? Yep. You know, that kind of thing. And he, you know, is kind of telling her like, oh, no, you know, she was just my friend. Yeah. Is what he says. Yep. And at this point, she's like, you know, yeah, that's bullshit is what she says. Exactly. And she's yelling at him. She's like, you know, this is this is over between us. We're done. But and not before we bang it out one more time. Exactly. Because I guess apparently, like, this fighting they, thing turns yeah, him they, and her on. I don't know. Yeah. So she actually, she runs, I don't know how the apartment is set up. But it's she really ends weird. up she ends up coming out, like, the side door out into the hallway. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever he comes up from behind her. Yeah. And, you know. He's, like, grabbing her and she's like, no, you know, not, you know, we're not doing this anymore and stuff. And he's, like, forcing himself on her. And it, as always, it doesn't take much Mm -hmm. to get her going. Yep. Because she's ready to go. (laughs) Yeah. They do it doggy style out in the hallway. Yeah. It's it's weird. Worst apartment ever, by the way. (laughs) You got this fool doing this nonsense probably 24-7. His neighbors must hate him. Right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so they do that. And then after, I guess at some point after they finish, um, you see uh, Paul walking through his apartment. He he actually sees uh, Edward downstairs looking yeah. up at his apartment. Mm-hmm. And obviously he doesn't think anything of it because he doesn't know who that is. Right, because it's probably a normal thing to see people yeah. walking around. They're probably trying to figure out what building it is they're looking for or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but And just, just about that time... You see Edward is kind of walking around down in the alleyway or in the street. And he kind of, I guess he sort of decides like, no, maybe I shouldn't do this. Right. He turns around and he looks like he's going back to his car. And just about that time, you see Connie, Connie comes out running side. out of the side of the building. Yep. And down the street to her car. Yep. Um, And then we see that the husband has changed his mind just as Connie runs out of sight. He changes his mind and he goes back up to the apartment door to try to get in. See, I, I guess he's gonna. He wants 
I think his goal is basically to confront this dude and tell him to back off of my wife. Well, and this is, I think, whenever she's leaving, I think this is whenever, because I, I think it's still raining or whatever. And so I think that's whenever she grabs the uh, ticket. I think so. Because, yeah, I I remember there was a moment where she got a parking ticket mm-hmm, for being parked later. out front of this guy's apartment. Yeah. Um. And I, I thought it was in this scene here, yeah. but I'm not seeing it in my notes. Eh, don't worry about it. But I know it. I know it happened because yeah. I remember, you know, that scene like right. you were saying. And but so, anyways, she so got a she, parking ticket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she, you know, takes off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Edward has kind of decided, like, yeah, I'm gonna go talk to this guy. Exactly. Well, he doesn't want to, you know, use the buzzer or whatever. And it turns out there's like an older guy that's coming out at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, he opens up the door for the old man and then he ends up going, you yeah. know, going walking in, in behind yep. that, behind the older guy. Yep. And he goes up and he takes the elevator, I believe, takes it up to the apartment and knocks on the door. And the the boo, he opens the apartment and he's like, yeah, who are you? Yeah. And he's like, well, my name is Edward Sumner. I'm Connie's husband. Yep. And it clicks with this Paul guy. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit. And this is where it goes it just begins to spiral downhill. Yeah. The husband asks to go inside. Mm-hmm. He's like, do you mind if I come in? And Paul agrees. Yeah, come on in. And this is where this whole thing just spirals out of control. Yeah. Paul begins walking through the entire apartment and asking well, asks, questions. Well, he wants to know, like, hey, do you want a drink? Yeah. And he's like, you know, yeah. And, you know, he offers him some vodka. And yeah. he's like, well, is it cold? He's like, oh, yeah. You know, I keep it in the freezer. Right. And Keeps Edward's cold, like, yeah. you know, I, I do that too. Mm-hmm. And you can actually see Paul. He notices, like, he sees, like, a knife or whatever. You can tell he's kind of eyeing it. Kind right. Of like just in case. He sees it laying on the mm-hmm. kitchen table there. And he goes to get the vodka, pours two pours glasses. Them, yeah. And you see Paul, uh, Edward, I'm sorry, he's walking around the apartment just looking at all the books. He's like, oh, do you sell books? He's like, yeah. And so he just, he comes out and asks him, how did you two meet? Right. And he tells him that it was a windy day. They bumped into each other, got knocked down. He's like, oh, so you're that guy. You're that guy. Yep. And uh, he's, you know, asks, you know, how does she like it here? And Paul's like, well, I guess she likes it okay. She's never complained. And, uh. Paul is grilling him on all this stuff because they used to actually live in the city. And no, they not moved. Paul. Um, I mean, Edward. Edward's yeah. grilling him on all this stuff because they used to live in the city. But they wanted to move away yeah. into the suburbs because of the kid. Right. And this is what Edward actually says. Yeah. And Paul comes up to him and says, she said that was your idea. Right. And... Edward's like, you people, you two talk about me. Right. You know, he gets real close to his face. Mm-hmm. He's like, you talk about me? And, you know, this Paul gets the look on his face. He's like, yeah, I've crossed the line again. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Edward's walking through the apartment some more, and he makes his way into the bedroom where you see the bed that they all, you know, they do yeah. their stuff in. Yep. And... There is a snow globe laying on top of the the headboard. Yeah. And he picks it up. 
And he starts asking him about the snow globe. He's like, where did you get this? Yeah. She's like, oh, he bought, you know, she bought it for me. Yeah, I guess she thought I would like it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she didn't buy it for you. I bought it for her. Right. You know, I gave this to her as a gift. Mm-hmm. And this is where Edward starts to get very visibly shaken. Yep. And he starts actually complaining that he doesn't feel Yeah, well. I don't feel good. I, I feel sick. Yes. That kind of stuff. And Ed- this is where he freaking takes the snow globe and just yeah. pop, you know, pops him right in the head with it. He 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 just full on he snaps. Yeah, and he smacks him over the head with the snow globe, and he must have hit him. I guess he cracked him good enough. Cause... You'd think the snow globe would have broken, right? But he cracked him over the head, and he starts bleeding real bad. Mm-hmm. And then he and falls he over, falls down, and dies. Yeah. So. Of course, Edward is ups- visibly upset, and you can tell, like, he didn't want to kill him. Right, you right. Know? It was just, it was definitely a crime of passion, for sure. Yeah. You know, like... Try proving that, though, if he oh, didn't I catch know. them in the act of... I know, that's true. ...fornicating, you know? That's true. <laughs> it's like, you should not have gone up I to know. that apartment. It just should not have happened. Right. <laughs> you well, should have taken her to court, got a divorce, and just dealt with... Yeah. The whole custody and mm-hmm. sharing responsibilities with the kid stuff. Right. Well, so anyway, so now Paul is laying there dead. He's, you know, bleeding everywhere. Yep. And so now he's trying to figure out, like, okay, well, what do I do? Right. And he actually almost does the right thing. Almost. <laughs> he picks up this guy's phone and he dials nine, then one, and mm-hmm. stops. And he looks and he sees, you know, Paul's hand sticking out from somewhere. And then he clears the phone out and yep. hangs it back up. Yep. And this is when he goes into, I'm going to cover my tracks mode. Yeah. He starts cleaning up everything he touched. He starts gathering everything that has blood and stuff on it and piling it all with Paul. Yep. And he starts cleaning the snow globe and washing his hands and, and mopping and the whole nine. He's yeah. trying to cover up his whole tracks. Well, and while uh, once once he gets done basically doing that, there's another phone call. Yep. This time it's from Connie. Yep, and she leaves she, a message. She does. She leaves a message, and she's like, "I really don't want to do this on a machine, but it's over." Yeah. It's like I, you know I can't keep doing this. Like, well, now you decide to stop, <laughs> right? Like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> too little too late lady exactly <laughs> and then i think at that point he actually clears her message he does he does that um just before he leaves yeah. actually yeah and then he wipes down the phone and stuff mm-hmm. to get rid of prince he's got like you know he's got all these books that were covered in blood mm-hmm. bundled up with paul in a big rug which and... looks suspicious af right i'm sorry and one thing he overlooks just after he clears the message connie leaves on his answering machine Paul's actually got Connie's name and phone number written on a piece yeah. of paper next to the phone. Yep. And he overlooked it and didn't collect it. Yeah. That comes into play later. Right. So he's carrying Paul wrapped up in a rug. And it's very obvious it's Paul wrapped up in a rug. Mm-hmm. And he carries him to the elevator. And so, this is where the elevator becomes yeah, so a device. He's in the elevator. He goes to push down. He goes down a little bit and it breaks. Yep. I was telling you, I if it was me, I would have opened the doors and shoved the body down the elevator shaft. That elevator has been known to break. It, yeah, like shit happens. You know, he must have gone to go into the elevator. He didn't realize yeah, it wasn't there, and yeah. just whoopsie. So, 
Although that wouldn't explain why he's wrapped up in a rug, but well, maybe he was going to like a <laughs> out of season Halloween party maybe. dressed as a <laughs> as a, a very fashionable mummy. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so somehow, all right, so he's kind of stuck. I think in between floors. Yes, yeah, in between floors, and he finally manages he to get the, the elevator. Door gate thing open somehow richard gear is able to lift over 170 he, pounds he deadlifts over his this head guy over his head yes and places the the body in this heavy ass carpet so i guess adrenaline's pumping i, I don't guess, know but, but yeah like that's i mean 50 pounds for me is a struggle mm-hmm. basically I can only imagine trying to pick up like 170 pounds right. from the floor. Exactly. <laughs> and so you see him and he's now carrying the body. Yep. And, you know, he goes to his car to put the body in and the, a guy asks like, hey, you know, do you need some help? And he's like, no, I, I got it. Thanks. You know, yep. and he puts the body in the trunk. Yeah. Like that guy kind of. I guess I guess that guy was supposed to have not known what was in right. the rug. But, like, me, if I was that dude, I would have tried to, as, as like, discreetly as possible, tried to memorize that license mm-hmm. plate, wrote it down, and ran to the nearest phone and be like, hey, guys. Yeah. Track this plate, because he had something awfully body-looking in his <laughs> possession the other day. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, you see him, you know, take off or whatever. And yep. We go, I think, real quick back to Connie and they're at their kids' play. They are, yes. And, and she's, uh, you see, you know, like the kids are performing and she's kind of looking around like where, you know, where's Edward at? Yep. That kind of thing. And you see Edward and obviously he's upset. He's emotional and crying and, yep. you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, he shows up at the school and what he does is he goes into the bathroom, rips his shirt off, you know, because there's blood. Right. And he... Empties out the trash can, puts the shirt in the bottom of the trash can. By the way, I guess the kids at this school read the New York Post I or guess. New York Times, I mean. Yeah. Because it's like newspapers <laughs> all in that garbage can. Right. I guess it's like, you know, like I said before, if you live in New York, it's like you're handed your mandatory copy right. of the New York Times or something. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So he, you know, shoves that shirt in there, starts, goes to put on another shirt, but he notices he's got blood actually on his chest. Yep. So he's washing, you know, wiping that off. And, uh, you know, we go back to, you know, Connie and stuff at the play. And, you know, she, you know, calls him over, you know, kind of motions over here. Yeah. Like, over here. We're over here. So right. he sits down next to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they watch the play. They like the play. Yeah, they kind of have a tender moment together. Yeah, they're holding It's like hands. for her, it's almost like closure with her because she just broke up with her boo. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to start over. Right. With him, it's in the back of his mind, I would imagine, that this just happened and he's probably going to go away for a yeah. very long time now because yep. he tried to cover everything up. Yep. And this is probably going to be the last moment he has with his wife and his son. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, the play ends. And so um, they put him, you know, they put the kid in his car because she's like, hey, you know, I got to stay behind and help clean up. You know, yes. I'll, I'll see you guys at home. Yes. So they go to leave and somebody rear ends. Which... By the way, like, do you not know how to drive, period? <laughs> this guy's car yeah, was he not angled right. at all as if he was in a turn. He just came straight mm-hmm. back in the parking lot and rammed 
uh, Edward's the car. car. Yeah. Well, and the problem with that, though, is that now he can't get the uh, right. trunk it closed. popped the trunk open mm-hmm. when he did that. And it's, like, almost all the way open where you can yeah. see what's inside there. So he gets out of the car in a rush, and he's, like, trying to slam the hood down to get it to close again. You mean the trunk? I mean the trunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the guy that hit him keeps insisting, hey, look, you know, you know, let's, 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 that's not going to stay shut. We need yeah. to, you know, exchange information. We need to, you know, get this worked out because I right. hit you. <laughs> right. And Edward wants nothing with yeah. any police or any insurance or exactly. nothing. He just wants to go. Yep. So he somehow gets it shut. Yep. And I love it because the kid is like, hey, he's like, are we going to call the cops on him? Yeah, like, no. No. No, we are not. Not today. <laughs> and and so, so, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. You see him, you know, take off or whatever. He yells at the guy because at this point the guy approaches and is like, you know, hey, you know, um, kind of like, yeah, we need to exchange. You know, yeah, he's like, he's, it's fine. He says that it's a really bad accident and his car is it's badly damaged. Yeah. He's like, we really need to exchange information. And Edward tells him, we'll deal with it later. We'll Don't deal worry with it tomorrow. It. Yeah. And he speeds off. Yep. And Connie kind of noticed, like, whoa, shit. Yeah, you he, know? like, almost ran over both those people's <laughs> feet. Yeah. Like, Connie's feet, and she might have deserved it. Yeah. And <laughs> almost nice. ran over that dude's feet. But, um... Anyway, we go, and it's the next morning. Yeah. I don't know if they had sex or what, because she's laying there. She looks like she's naked, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so at this point, it's like, okay, yeah, I got to get rid of this body. Yep. So you see him, you know, he gets up obviously really early to, you know, get all this crap done. Yeah. And he takes the body to a um, a uh, dump site or whatever. Yeah, he goes to the landfill. Mm-hmm. And he drives as deep in the landfill, I guess, that he can. Yeah. And opens a trunk, dumps the rug filled with Paul into the yeah. <laughs> landfill, and takes a couple of random garbage bags yep. and lays them on top of it. Right. And then he, you know, takes his car to the car wash, mm-hmm. um, which, dude, the trunk for sure would have opened. Oh, yeah. Uh, and during would, the car wash. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's, but anywho, he's yeah. trying to clean off all the evidence. Yeah. And so we see, I think at this point, you know, we see him back at the house. Yes. And she, you know, she's like making breakfast or whatever. And um, she notices and she tells her son, she's like, hey, she's like, take a look at your dad and tell me what's wrong. Yeah. And And he kind of gets this look on his face like, oh, no, they know know something. Right. And the kid notices like, oh, you're wearing... Two two different shoes, like they're not even the same color. Yeah, ha, one ha. was brown, one was black. Oh yeah, you yep. know. So, and uh, the and Edward just kind of brushes it off. He's like, oh, you know, kind of yeah, does a little a little laugh and right. And uh, she looks at him. And she's like, are you okay? You look awful. Which thanks. Yeah, I, was like, I thanks. appreciate that. He's like, oh, I'm fine. You know, don't worry about it. And he, you know, gets his orange juice carton and gets him some orange juice and yeah he walks out of the kitchen but then he comes back and he just sort of stares at connie until she notices and then he asks her are you happy living here and she's like well of course i am he's like well we can always move back to the city if you want to is if you're not happy here then we can change that right and she's like don't be silly we're fine yeah and uh he's like okay and he leaves 
and uh, we see now the next scene. He is riding to work on the train, and he's having a flashback yeah. about what's happened. Yeah, it's obviously affecting him. Yes, and we cut real quick to the house at the same time. We see the police showing up mm-hmm. at the at the Sumner household. Right. You know, the son's looking out the window. He's like, there's police, there's police. And I think these guys actually let themselves into the house. <laughs> yeah, they did. Because you hear a door open and then shut, and then she comes down the stairs and they introduce themselves to her. Mm-hmm. That's not how police operate. They don't just, they can't just walk into your residence and start asking you questions. It's like, unless they have a warrant, they legally cannot do that. <laughs> but they did. And turns out they're investigating a missing persons case. And they tell her they're investigating, they're trying to figure out where Paul um, so-and-so, his la- I forgot his last name. Yeah. They're trying to figure out where Paul is. And she kind of plays it off. Like, oh, no, you know. You know, what's wrong? Is is he hurt? And they're like, well, that's what we're trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. And um, they tell her, you know, that your your name and your number was written on a piece of paper in his apartment. And they're just trying to figure out what her relationship to him was. Right. And she just sort of tries to nonchalantly brush it off as I just he just a, knew him in passing. Yeah, I just bought a book from him once. Yeah. And you know? uh, is like, that's why he had my name and number. I was just trying to buy a book, and we were talking, and and I hadn't seen him since. And so they they, they continue on with just with some preliminary questions. Yeah. You know, how did you know him? Why does he have your number? And they kind of leave it with, you know, okay, well, here's my card. Give us a call if you happen to remember anything else or if you just, you know, need to tell us something. And she thanks them, and they go on their way and the scene kind of cuts from there to the family they're at a pizza place kind of looks maybe possibly similar to like a chuck e cheese or something maybe yeah it does and they're sitting at the dinner table eating their pizza and the son brings up that the cops showed up that day mm-hmm. and this interests edward he's like really what did the cops want what did they need and connie's like oh it's just they were just asking me some questions somebody went missing and they were talking to me because he had my name and my phone number right and he's like well why would he have your name and your phone number she says well i was talking to him a while back and we i was just thinking of buying some books from him um it's it's really nothing it's just you know some questioning is all they had and uh she she brushes it off with that and now we we cut to later in probably the week or so. Yeah. I'm guessing, and I, th- I think you're right, I think it's Easter. I have no Because idea. the ground is green, the grass is green, there's yeah. flowers blooming everywhere. They do have a turkey, and I thought it was Thanksgiving because yeah. it was the turkey, but you had a good point that it could have also been Easter Sunday, yeah. and they could have just had turkey for an Easter meal or something. Mm-hmm. But they're having extended family over. Right. And this is kind of a back and forth montage again where we see Edward is cutting the turkey. He's getting everything, serving people food, and everyone's just having fun. Yeah. It's a good family time. 
But in the meantime, we also see a worker at this landfill that he had been at previously. Yep. And he's using one of those dozers and he's so rolling somehow, over the trash and stirring it up and just kind of yeah, doing his job. Yeah. So somehow he's, this dude is doing all that. And then at one point, you know, you see the carpet or whatever. It's not like the body came out of the carpet or something. Right. And it wasn't really far in, because that's a big piece of equipment. And he yeah. sits up really high behind a big shovel. Right. A big plow shovel thing on front of this thing. So you would think his field of vision directly in front of his machine would have been a lot further out than where that body had popped out at. So, yeah. But he so, gets out of his equipment. Yeah. And it just kind of goes, you know, from there or whatever. Correct. Um, and we show that the police are showing up now. And I believe it's actually... Um, no, it's not the same day. I'm sorry. The police have showed up. Um, and they have news of... Paul's death with them. Yeah, now it's like, okay, well, we found Paul and he's dead. Yeah, it's a homicide investigation now. It's a homicide now. now. And now they're really grilling Connie Mm -hmm. on how she knew him because she's a suspect at this point right now. Yeah, yeah. Only because he had her name and her number. Right. Anybody that he knew is a suspect, basically. So they're really grilling her about how she knew him. And they're like, you know... Well, you were at his apartment, you know, four weeks ago. Yep. And she's like, no, I don't think so. And they're like, well, you got a parking ticket. Outside of his Right building. outside of his building. Yep. Four weeks ago. And she's like, oh, yes, that's right. I forgot. I had met him um, to discuss about a charity auction or books or yeah. something like that. For Juilliard. And for they Juilliard, kind of, yes. And they kind of look at her. She's like, you know, for the school for music. And they're like, yeah, we know what Juilliard yeah, is. Yeah, which to me <laughs> seems stupid. I don't know because I don't know any sort of like events or anything about. I know Juilliard is a very prestigious school, mm-hmm. a music school. So you'd think that a place like that, I'm sure they charge a lot of money to get people admitted right into juilliard i don't know but do they really need fundraisers to help them raise money right maybe i don't know (laughs) but yeah the cops are kind of suspicious of that and i think that's why they were suspicious right but at this point after you know they keep grilling her and finally edward says you know kind of to knock it off yeah she she told you what she knows Mm -hmm. you know exactly so and the cops leave, and Edward leaves his wife alone, and she breaks down, starts mm-hmm. crying. Starts to cry. Yes. And uh, we cut to the next day. We see the wife is at the dry cleaners, and she's dropping off a bunch of stuff. And picking to up be cleaned. stuff, yeah. And she starts going through the pockets of some of the things to make sure there's nothing in them. And in the coat pocket... Her husband's coat pocket, there is the envelope from yep. the private investigator. Right. So she opens up the uh, the envelope, and sure enough, she finds all the pictures of her yep. and Paul together. So all it's the like evidence a, that so it's he... Like, yep. oh shit, he knows. Exactly. And so obviously she, you know, is upset. Exactly. And Tracy actually comes in, her friend. Correct. And it and, turns out there's a party later mm-hmm, on that night that right. Tracy and a bunch of the other friends will be at. Right. And so she's just kind of, they're, you know, having kind of small talk. And, you know, she's obviously upset about what she found out. Yep. And, you know, she grabs um, 
you know, the dry cleaning and stuff like that. And she just kind of heads out. Yeah, she just <laughs> leaves without saying anything. Because mm-hmm. she's like, she's a zombie right now, basically. She's right. just gone. And so we cut later that night at the party. And all their friends are there. And all their friends are just laughing and having a good time. Yeah. But Connie is still zoned out. Mm-hmm. She's kind of off somewhere else. And one of her friends picks up a snow globe and they're talking about, man, we wish we'd traveled all these places you guys have traveled. Right. Where, you and know, where's this one Where's from? this one from? And Connie looks over and the snow globe that was behind the one this friend picked up is the one from that he, the, the apartment that she had given to this boo. Yeah. Paul. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how did, she's thinking in her head, how did that get back here? Right. That was at Paul's apartment. Yep. And then she looks over at Edward and, you know, he kind of looks and looks away and they both know yep. that each other know what's going on. Yeah. And she just answers real quick to the other friend, oh, that one was from Fiji. Yeah. Um, and... So it fades from that to party's later in the o- evening. Yeah, party's over. Friends are gone. Friends are gone. She's sitting kind of in a dark room. And- yeah, and he's also standing. Yeah. I guess it's their bedroom, but he's yeah. standing in the dark. <laughs> yeah. And to me, it's creepy. It is. I see that. Like, if I come into a room and you're just standing there mm-hmm. and you're not responding to me, I'm like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm just going to go. Right. Down the street? Yeah. A long ways? (laughs) Well, so that's just it, though. So she sees him standing there, and she, you know, asks, she's like, did you hurt him? Yeah. Which, duh. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) And he, she asks him that several times, and he finally turns around, and uh, he tells her, I didn't want to kill him. Yeah. He tells her, I wanted to kill you You. for what you did to me. Yep. And he's like, and I hate you. Yeah. And I hate you for it. Yep. And she, that like, I think it finally hits her. Yeah. What has actually happened. What she's done Mm -hmm. to herself, to her family, and what has now happened. Yeah. What Edward's done, and now the family is just going to be destroyed. Yep. And she's just like, you know, oh my gosh, I, you know. Yeah, so they're they're both, yeah, well, they're both crying and everything. Um, And then I think we go, we have like a real quick scene between her and the son. Because she runs, she runs away. They're still in the same house, but she just, she goes to get away from Edward to be Mm -hmm. alone. Yeah. And the son comes in and asks her, you know. You know, why are you crying? No, I'm sorry. The son comes in because he wet the bed by accident. Yeah, that's right. His pants are all wet. And yeah. He's like, you know, I wet the bed. Oh, it's um, just an accident. You yeah, know, don't worry. Don't worry. You know, it's yeah. fine. I'll, you know, I'll come to bed with you. And, and we'll... he wants, well, and he wants to know, why are you sleeping in here? Yeah. Because you know? I think she was in, it almost looked like she was in the laundry room or something. <laughs> right. I don't know. It was, it was definitely not a bedroom or yeah. anything like that. Um. And she she kind of brushes it off, and she's it's it's fine, you know. Let's let's just go to bed. Mm-hmm. And we cut to the next day, and we see Edward is sitting at their piano. They have a little upright piano there in the home, right? And he's playing the piano with his son. Wait, have has she um, burned up the pictures yet? Um, that actually comes after this. Actually, oh, yeah. sorry. No, you're fine. And. uh they're playing the piano together. Edward's just 
Yeah, he's probably teaching his kid. Yeah. Edward is playing the main notes, and then he's having the son play the little notes and stuff. Yeah. And you hear a police siren in the background, mm-hmm. and they stop. Everyone stops, and they look around, and they realize that it's not coming to their house. Yeah. So they go back to what they're doing. And Connie is now, she's playing with the snow globe, and... um. So she she picks up this one uh, snow globe that says the Windy City city on it. And yes. she actually detaches the top from the bottom and she looks at the bottom of it and she sees like a little note. Right. And it says, do not open until 25th anniversary or some, well, something of that nature. Apparently, bitch can't read because they've only been married like 11 years. <laughs> anyway. She so opens it anyway. She opens it up anyway. Meanwhile, he's watching her the whole time. Yeah. And it's just like a little picture of the two of them and, the, and their son who was a baby in the picture. And it says, you know, something like, you know, for my beautiful wife who, you know, makes every day wonderful or some BS like that. Right, right. And it's yeah. just a little sentimental, meaningful gift. Mm-hmm. And um, my theory is, oh God, <laughs> it's fighting time. Uh-huh. No, we have a little disagreement. I think that this snow globe is the very same snow globe that came from Boo's apartment. That she just so carelessly threw away like it meant nothing to her. Guys, I want I want messages. Yes. I want I wanted to find out what you guys think. Because I say it's not the same one. Because the <laughs> other one had like little figure skater looking things in it and stuff like that. Whereas this one has <laughs> like the sky the Chicago skyscrapers and stuff. But it's not the same one. I don't know. Why would it mean so much to him then though? He because a, he was very emotionally distressed about that snow globe being in I, Paul's possession. I don't know. I think he was just a dumbass who didn't know how to get rid of the the uh, <laughs> murder weapon correctly. But whatever. So anyway, so that happens. <laughs> it's not the same uh, snow globe. I'm just going to say it right now. It is. It's not. It is. No. I believe the next scene we find... <laughs> yes. <laughs> we find her and she's burning the pictures. Yes, she's she's burning the evidence that the private investigator gave gave um uh, gave Edward. Yeah. And Edward walks in. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Actually, while she's burning these, she's yeah. daydreaming. Oh, that's right. About what she should have done. Yeah. When the cab, she saw the cab coming that yep. was for sh- hire. Yep, she should have hailed the cab and yep. left. She in her daydream, she hails the cab. This Paul kid, he turns around and he sees her leaving and getting into the cab and, and she, just kind of like waves and she waves away. And she's and like, thank you, you know. Drives yep. off and life would have been so much simpler yep. and none of this bad stuff would have ever happened. Exactly. But that's not what really happened. And right. she snaps back to reality when Edward comes in behind her yep. and she's, while she's burning these photos. She's like, what are we going to do? And he just straight up says he's... I have to turn myself in. Yep. And she's like, you can't do that. You know, we have family. We have, you know, our son. We'll somehow figure it out. We'll make it work. And he's like, no, it's not the right thing. Mm -hmm. Plus, we'll always be on the run. And we'll never be able to live a normal life. Yep. And this is the only hope you guys will be okay. It's the only hope for y'all to live a normal life. Yeah. 
And then real quick, we go from that to we finally have her freaking auction, which seems like it took forever. Yes. This whole movie, it's the talking about auction. this auction yeah. she's going to be having. And it's finally come to fruition. Yeah. All these people are bidding on these objects, these items that she's collected and gathered for this thing. We, it's basically, it's pretty much like silent. So they're at the auction. Yep. Apparently the auction goes well. Yep. And then after the auction, we see her, she's dancing with her son for a little bit, you know, kind of a cute like mom and son right. dance type thing. Well, he ends up. You know, Edward ends up dancing with her. Right, And exactly. it's very emotional. Like, they're kissing and crying because they know, like, this is going to be the last time that we can do this. Yep. Um, they were literally dancing like they were never going to see mm, each other again. Yeah, exactly. And so... <laughs> crying and everything. Yeah. And so the next scene is them in the car and their son's in the back. Yep. And, yeah, they're headed to the police station and they stop... Um, at this light or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like you know she's like we could you know let's just run away she's like you know we could sell everything we own um, yeah sell the house because one of their friends made uh, the comment that someone they knew yeah who lived in a house probably similar to theirs mm-hmm. sold it for like 700 and something thousand dollars yeah. which she's, is a lot of money I, yeah that's crazy yeah so it's like you know like, yeah we'll just sell everything we own and, you know, change our names and, yep. you know, let's just, let's get out of here. Yeah, she's like, people do that all the time. And I, like, I heard that I'm hell? thinking, what kind of people do you know? Because <laughs> yeah. I like, I don't, I've never heard of something like that right. other than in these crime documentaries mm, they show on right. TV sometimes. And so <laughs> it just kind of, it sort of just ends with them sitting outside the police station. Yes. Yeah, he's. They, they're they talking back and forth, and like you said, she's saying, people do this all the time. And he's like, well, what, he's, what do we tell Charlie? You exactly. Know, son? And she's like, she's well, like, just, it's just an adventure. Yeah, it's just an adventure. And they have a moment together where they're talking about this future, this potential future they could have together. You know, but run away to, me, to Mexico. I'm watching it, and to me, I see it as they're talking about something that could just never happen, because they both know... He has to turn himself in. Yep. He has to do the right thing and just face the music. And and like you said, yes, it it fades from that. The, the camera moves to the outside of the vehicle. And it shows that this stoplight they've been at, yes, they're just parked out in front of the police station. Streets are empty. No other cars. Like I guess it's like 2 a.m. or something. And there's actually just a couple cars at this police station. Right. And the camera just continues to go back, further back, to show mm-hmm. the whole scene and the credits roll, and it just fades That's out. That's how it ends. Yep. Yep. So. The uh, end. And everybody didn't live happily ever after. No. They kind of leave the ending a little bit open-ended. They They're, do. It's kind of like, okay, so did they end up running off? Did they end up turning it, turning themselves in? They do. Um, cause to there, me, I feel like that he did turn himself in. Oh, though. he he did. Because he, there's, there's a deleted scene yeah, on the DVD exactly. where it shows him turning himself in. So. Exactly. But let's see. I do have uh, some facts about this movie. Sweet. Yep. All right. So the scene where Connie rides the train home after her first sexual encounter with Paul and silently remembering it was filmed... And silently remembering, it was filmed in one continuous take. 
Oh. The camera simply stayed on Diane Lane as she went through a series of expressions, and then the scene was cut and edited together. Oh. <laughs> so, Brad Pitt and Ryan Philippi were offered the role of Paul. However, during pre-production, the producers decided that Paul be French rather than American. So they, you know, recasted it with Olivier, Olivier Martinez. Oh, yes. Now, this is interesting. George Clooney, Johnny Depp, Robert Redford, John Travolta, and Bruce Willis were offered the role of Edward. Johnny Depp? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I can't really see that. I can't really see Johnny Depp either. I could see George Clooney, though. Oh, yeah. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Johnny Depp, to me, is... I mean, he's a good actor. Don't get me wrong. But I just couldn't see him in a role like that. Yeah. It's a very uh, serious, dramatic... And I know he was Edward Scissorhands and several other roles, too. But I don't know. Just, to me, I couldn't see it. And then I thought... I was telling you, I thought it was kind of funny... So, although the film implies a considerable age gap between Connie and Paul, <laughs> Diane Lane is actually just a year older than um, Olivier Martinez. Nice. Yeah. This is crazy to me. So, Jennifer Lopez auditioned for the role of Connie and said she was disappointed not to get it. Like, I could not picture Jennifer Lopez in the Connie role whatsoever. I don't know. I find it kind of strange at some that there would be people who would be that... Uh, that excited to get a role like that because to me it just seems so i don't know you always hear about people telling you know this the stories about you know how they film these sex scenes there are people everywhere there's cameras everywhere and people are not yelling at you but shouting commands at you like okay now put your hand here put your hand there say this say that you know breathe like this do that it just seems it seems weird to me. Let's see. Reese Witherspoon and Sarah Michelle Gellar were also considered for the role of Connie. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, I will say, though, that Diane Lane, she actually did get an Oscar nomination for this movie. Just I, She didn't actually... Um, uh... She didn't win, but she got a nomination. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to hand it to her. She did a very good job oh yeah i mean i don't know who won what do you know what the film was that won over hers or yeah so she was actually uh diane lane was nominated for an oscar in 2003 oh okay um let me find out who won huh because yeah the movie was 2002 but i guess they they do like the nominees like the next year or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do because you got to wait for all the movies to come out from the previous year. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They do. Okay. So Nicole Kidman actually won uh, for the hours that year. Oh, the hours. That's right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I ever actually saw that movie. I remember when it came out. But I don't know if I ever actually saw that. I heard it was good. So, what do you what do you want to use to uh, rate this? Um, snow globes. Yeah, we'll use snow globes. Well, Diane Lane will forever be one of my favorites. Yeah, like she can do no wrong <laughs> in my eyes. So I'm going to give it a four out of five snow globes. Cool. Um, <laughs> go on ahead and say it. Um, I think, 
I think I'm going to give it less snow globes. No! Only because <laughs> this movie angered me so with the subject matter and, yeah. and the whole plot and everything. I I will probably give it two snow globes. <laughs> uh, not even two and a half? No, I'm going to do two snow globes. Fine. Yes. All right. Two murderous snow globes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so... I mean, it was well acted. I liked how, you know, it was it was a well done movie. But like I told, like I said earlier, I think I shouted and cursed at the TV screen more during this movie than I have during most others. Right. <laughs> but anywho, that's, right. that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Gotcha. <laughs> well, next week we'll try and make it a little bit happier. Um, but yeah, um, you can pretty much find this movie anywhere. We own this movie because of me, obviously, not because of you. <laughs> we could um, open up a new blockbuster with all the movies we have almost. That's true. <laughs> but you can pretty much find this movie anywhere mm-hmm. online. Oh, yeah. You know, the usual uh, usual places. It's so amazing to me how many streaming services and how many things that are available now i know just at a moment's notice like you know youtube amazon prime itunes google play voodoo you can catch them on oh yeah all of those yeah exactly um but yeah so next week we're gonna we're gonna try to make it a little bit nicer with some love (laughs) um and we're gonna do uh sleepless in seattle which i don't know if i've ever seen this movie um but up until recently I didn't realize that it had Tom Hanks in it. I thought this was the one with Billy Crystal. No. <laughs> that's that's when Harry met Sally. We might actually do that one maybe later yeah. this month. Yeah. We'll see. But anyway. That's fine. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>